0: everybody and welcome to chits and chat i am kaz gable and i'm alex cruzi and today we are traveling back in time to a uh it looks like a german or dutch village um, <laughs> i would say that uh <laughs> where we are going to i guess we're like what are we? We're like uh, landowners and we're, we're building buildings and, and building. A, I guess it's we're building a town with our little production. Essentially. Houses Essentially, and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it didn't really hit me until now that this is basically a city builder. <laughs> uh, but in the game, oh, my goods or do my good. Is I slaughter that German pronunciation from the original <laughs> title? Uh, this or it's is possible. A, you know it as Royal Goods. It's it did go oh, by Royal I Goods that. for a time.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yes. Um, this is a two to four player game designed by Alexander Alexander Fister, artist by Clemens Franz, and published by Mayfair, I think, predominantly. And I'm trying to think of uh, Lookout. Do Games. you have a Mayfair version? I do actually. I have a Lookout Spiel version, so that's mine. Oh, is interesting. Um I think mine actually says both on it, which is I don't understand. I wonder if they like had <laughs> had to uh, like recognize the original design house or something and then I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. It's, po- it's good although
1: I, now that I think about it, I have like one of the original Oh my goods versions. Oh, so. okay.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, borrowing I have, like, mine. I have so like I the original when, when rules. It. I don't have version two rules, so <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what version I have. I I'm borrowing mine from my friend Bill, and uh, uh, I think it's an. When did this come out? 2015? Oh, it might be original actually, because I I don't think he bought it, came it out recently.
1: 2015.
0: I don't know. Probably or probably I around think- there. Yeah, it came out in 2015, yes. I'm not sure when he bought it. Um, But yeah, it came out in 2015. And um, yeah, this is a, like I said, this is kind of a city builder game, but more of a resource management, kind of European feeling style game in cards. So let's get right into it and uh, discuss how we play this bad boy. Yeah. All right. So as I mentioned I have version one rules. I know
1: if <laughs> if I did my research correctly, I believe I'm going to be doing this right. But there, it took it me a change while before I. Changed that much? I, well, it they changed from the original version. They changed essentially one thing. But in between there, there was someone who made suggestions about how to change it. But they only picked up on one of those suggestions. So I, for a for the longest time, I was playing with the worst rules, then I was playing with the suggested rules, which added a bunch of stuff, and then I realized, no, they only added one thing. So then, like, my subsequent plays have only been with that new rule included. So, uh, if I get something wrong, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, the way this game is played, uh, everyone starts with a building in front of them, a char burner, uh, and on that char burner they have uh, placed seven goods. These goods are uh, are essentially coal in this case, but goods in the in the overall term is whatever is on that particular building. Each building produces its own type of goods, and on a char burner, it produces coal. So it starts with seven cards on it, um, and everyone also starts with five cards in hand, uh, and then they also have a essentially. The person that is supposed to represent you, your, you as a worker, you have your own little card to represent how you are going to be working on that day. Uh, and I'll get to that more later. Uh, also, the in the, I guess, the marketplace are assistants that you can hire later on. Uh, and there are a number of assistants. I think it's two times... The player count. So, if there are two people, there are four assistants. If there are four people, there are eight assistants placed out. Uh, the assistants are double-sided, so you kind of like shuffle them and flip them around, and whatever gets comes out is what comes out. So. Uh, the way the game plays, it plays in four phases, and it plays over however many rounds until the end of the game. Uh, in the first phase, its new hands are added to your cards. so one, one person is designated as the start player, although the start player isn't really that important so much for anything but just a few timing things. Uh, but most of the stuff is essentially... It doesn't matter. Uh, so the, the start player takes the deck. They hand two cards to everybody to add to their hands. Uh, and then we move into phase two. Uh, in phase two, the start player will flip over cards from the deck. Uh, and there's a lot of information on these cards. They're, these are multi-use cards. They are buildings. They are goods if they are face down. They uh, also represent building resources when they're either flipped up or if they're in your hand, they they represent a lot of things. But when they're flipping, when they're being flipped over, they're essentially only being used for two things, the goods that are on them, but uh, they also have little half suns on them. Uh, and once two half suns have been flipped over, some of them have them, some of them don't. I'm not really sure what the percentage is. Once two half suns show up, that means an entire sun has happened, which means the sun has risen, I guess. Something along that lines. Uh, and then <laughs> I think
0: it's like the beginning and, and the end of the day. Like the first market, the suns rise I in the morning. can't be the end of the day because the, <laughs> this, the first phase Maybe is you're working sunrise. all night. <laughs> the third
1: phase is like sunset. So I don't, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it either. So it can't, it can't be second sunrise. <laughs> it's the second sunrise. Yeah, that that sun is a little bit, uh, a little bit shy. It takes it's a different. It, it's is different. It, is Germany. it time? No, it's not time. <laughs> uh, okay, I think it's time now. Uh, once that has happened, uh, that is that. It kind of. I don't think it ends the phase yet, but it ends how many cards are being pulled out, uh, and then based on how many. Building resources have come out from that because, again, each of these cards have building resources on them. There's uh, wheat, clay, stone, wool, and I think there's another resource, but I cannot – oh, yeah, wood. Uh, and players will look at that and go, okay, that's what that's what's available, and they'll look at the buildings they have in front of them. Again, you only start with one building, that char burner, uh, and the what resources are needed to make that building run uh, are all – based on what buildings you have, and they can vary. Some buildings uh, that are look very similar have different resources to make them run. Uh, the four ones that can start in the game for the char burner, they all take one wood, but they all take two of some other resource, and that's either like two wool or two clay. This is where you're deciding, okay, how do I want to run this? Do I want to place my my worker on there and run it uh, efficiently, or do I want to work sloppily? If you work efficiently, you'll get more coal on that char burner, or depending on the building, more of that good on there, just for the heck of it. Or if you run sloppily, that means you can run kind of at a deficit. You'll get a little bit less put on the building. The building will run, uh, but you'll get a little bit less put on it. But you don't need as many resources to put into it. So, say for example, on the uh, on the flop, I guess is what we'll call it. Uh, you had a lot of wood but there was no wool that came out and your char burner runs on wool so you you're like "Ugh, i need two wool there's there's no wool out there Uh, i don't know what's going to come out during sunset i'll run sloppily so i only need one wool to show up Uh, you also take this time to decide what building you might want to build from your hand so again these cards count as buildings. So in your hand, you might decide, mm, I think I'm going to build this. There's a cost to building it, uh, and if you have, you may or may not have the money at the time. But you may be going, if things work out, I might have the money. You will place it face <laughs> down, uh, in f- next to your other buildings, uh, and then we then move on to the sunset phase. And the same thing happens again as happened in the sunrise phase. Uh, the starting player will flip over cards until. Two half-suns have shown up Uh, at this point. Those are all the resources that are going to be there. If you didn't get what you needed, hopefully you have uh, whatever you need to make up for it because that is the end of the sunset phase. All right, in the the last phase four, you produce and build, starting with that first player, and this is the only time first player really matters, they will do all of their production and building or buying things. So what they will do is they will go, all right, I have a worker here. Can he run this building? With the resources that are available out there uh, or any resources that you have, technically there are some buildings that will provide resources, but also if you are short, you can also provide resources from your hands. So if you're like, oh, I'm short that wool that I needed, but I do have a wool in my hand, I'll give up that wool from my hand, throw it into the discard pile. Now this building will run, Um, and depending on if you ran it sloppily or not, uh, you will Take from the deck, you will add goods on top of that building to represent, hey, now this is coal. I've made coal. And then the interesting part of the game is that you can do production chains because not only does it produce based on the resources, but you can add additional resources uh, to pretty much every building uh... to make it run even more so if you have a certain type of resource so i believe all of the char burners if you have any extra wood in your hand you can add it to that building directly onto that building so so you'd go oh look here i have three extra wood i will literally put it onto here now they have been turned into coal uh, and Yippee, I've made the chain run. And you can do that that part as many times as you want as long as you have those goods in your hand. Um, and for other buildings, let's say, for example, you had a uh, – mm. um, going through the deck let's say you had a weaving mill and this you're making fabric uh it runs on or the the one i'm looking at you need three wool and one clay to get it running but any additional wool that you can add to you can do that there are even ones that will take goods from other buildings so i know there's ones that you can make bricks so you'd have to add coal and clay to it uh, which means you take it from one building and add it to the other now why would you want to do that you're moving it from one building to the other each of these goods has a different value and the building will tell you how much each is worth so your everyone's starting building and that coal coal is always worth one coin uh, whereas say for example that that fabric from the weaving well is worth three per good so you're usually trying to make things worth more by the end so if those bricks which I think are worth two coins you're doubling your value every time you run it if you can run it so it this game is all about trying to find interesting chains of ooh, like if i can turn that here if i have the resources here if i can get lucky enough to get the things i need here to up the value of those things so that i have enough money to spend on those things so that that's the essence of the game uh, but continuing on with the rules once you have uh, basically run all the production you can run you then uh Spend your money if you wish to build anything Uh, if you that building that you placed face down you may Build that the cost is up in the upper left-hand corner uh, Usually varying between I think two to three 15 coins Um, or you could buy an assistant. I believe, again, it changes. I believe you can only either build a building or buy an assistant. The assistants have prerequisites. So you there may be an assistant that says, oh, you need to have three stone buildings built already. So basically three gray cards already built for you to buy me. If you have that prerequisite filled, you can buy it. You can add that assistant. That assistant is just another worker that just hangs out. You do not move it anywhere. And they kind of essentially—you cannot run them sloppily or um, uh, really good. I forget the word for it, <laughs> but they will just sit there. You can move them later on, but it costs you to move them. It, that, I I rarely do it, but there may be a strategic reason for doing it. But. You know, it's just something else added on to the to the to the mix. Um, once you have built everything you can build and you are not required to build the building, if you don't, I believe you can put it back in your hand. But yep. again, uh, yeah. OK, because I think at, at the the original rules that I have, have say you can't you lose it. So oh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's one of the changes they made. Uh, uh, and then it the start player switches to the next and you do the phases all over again you keep repeating this until the game end which is when one player has built their eighth building that includes that starting building that you have uh once that has been done you go one more round uh and in that one round uh everything's pretty much the same except for when you run production uh when you run production in the last round you're allowed to do um, Uh, everything as if a worker was already there and you can do the chain. Now, I I believe you can only do the chain part. So if you don't have to worry about the resources being there for it, but if you have any chains that you can run, you can run those chains. So for example, oh, this one. If you have any coal and any clay, you can do that, and that's a, a, something you can do for every building that you have, uh, and you you get all that extra stuff. That was not included in the original rules. In the original rules, you just built what you could, what you could run, which is kind of annoying and uh, right. It, f- Quite frustrating. It was really irritating, but this makes it a, that that part of it made it a lot better because I, I, I think I'll get to that later. But that's that's pretty much it. That's the entire game. Uh, victory points are based on the buildings. Every building has a certain amount of victory points. Assistants have victory points on them, uh, and every uh, every good is worth uh, points because the every. Five every coins five. that yeah. you. Every five coins that you have, rounded down, uh, is worth one victory point. So, hmm. that that is the game. Whoever has the most points wins.
0: There you go. Uh, hey, did you mention um, the how you get more cards in your hand? I, uh, did I miss that? Uh, and in phase one, you get two cards in your hand every turn. Correct. Right. You can also yes. choose to. <laughs> completely throw away your entire hand and get a new one but you can't throw like okay. one away and get a new one that's one of the new rules is uh you i think i'm assuming because right, i'm re- I w- I'm realizing now I, w- I have the new one
1: <laughs> i wasn't sure if that was part of the new rules i was looking on the internet to be like is that part of the new rules or is that not part of the new rules and i couldn't find it anywhere i knew that was part of the suggested ones but i didn't see it in any of the the new rule books though so thank you for i, I we have played with that where you can, if you, after getting your cards going, I don't like any of these, and you can throw them away and get a whole new hand of however many cards you had.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah, I believe in the rules it's, uh, the rules say you do that before you get your cards actually, so you can oh. potentially get new cards, but you just don't know how they're gonna affect you. So you, if you're just sick of your hand. Uh, but anyway, I, there's, there's some really interesting mechanisms in this game, and that's one of the ones that I found really well designed, is the two cards each round um, as a kind of balancing system. So like in our game that we played, I was like trying to build fast. Uh, but I, I, kind of slowed down. You can build quickly cause you've got the resources if you have the value cards, but you sort of slow down eventually cause you're only getting two cards each turn. And rarely does it cost two cards to build a building and most of them are more than that. And so, um, you're going to have to start saving or producing more. And, like, Shelly had, like, a huge hand of cards, but she was building slower and kind of building up for things. So, anyway, I just found that mechanism really, really cool. I thought that balanced the game quite a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a really interesting little game. I I was surprised at how much uh, I liked it. Shelly, my wife, really liked it a lot, too. And it is, like, you do have that sense of you're building this little village up with little houses of uh, production, but you're also trying to be targeted on... Um, you know what how easy it is to produce there. So the the other thing too is that I notice and maybe uh, I should weigh on this too and your thoughts on it. So there's a lot of the same buildings that you can build, but they don't all cost the same and they don't all produce the same way. So if you have a lot of weaving mills that uh they're like they can cost anything from like three to i guess i don't know how much the most expensive one is but i know they go up to like six or eight maybe but it's the same thing it's producing the same you're producing cloth there and cloth each cloth is worth three gold so that's really good but each mill will produce in a different way maybe you'll need uh wheat and wool or maybe you'll need um stone and i think it's always wool i guess but um, stone and, and, and different ratios. You need two wheat, two wool, or one clay and three wool, or something like that. And so you've got to decide. Uh, I had two of the same buildings in the last game we played that did the same thing, two weaving mills actually, but they produced differently. So I just gave myself more options to produce at a high value uh, building with depending on the thread or the things that were coming out in the market, the resources that were coming out of the market. So it's kind of a waste to build the same building, but it gave me. More options to build high value goods, and so anyway, that's I, I find that fascinating too, where it, it feels like ah, I'm wasting because I'm just building the same building again. But there's a huge benefit for building two of the same building potentially uh, if it works off your strategy. So anyway, there's all these cool little design systems in this game that I was really surprised about and and really enjoyed. Yeah, and the the other thing
1: with those buildings is sometimes you're looking and going, you know, I have a lot of buildings that all need clay. Right. I'm, like I want to diversify. If, if there's a day that clay just isn't showing up, I want to have a building ready for when clay is not showing up. So right. you want to have... If all of your buildings require at least two clay, you are very hampered and you need clay. And that means... All the clay in your hand, if the clay doesn't show up on the day, it's gonna be gone and you're not gonna have a hand of clay. You're gonna have nothing to add. So you want to diversify. So some sometimes you are looking for that one building that's, hey, I don't need any clay. Or sometimes you 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 just have tons of clay in your hand. You're like, no, you know what? I, I want the building that has a bunch of clay. So it, having that diversification is nice. And I do it it I alright. I'm gonna come out and say it right now. I'm not a huge fan of this game. I I so <laughs> <Okay. I, laughs> <laughs> My wife loves this game. I am not a, f- a huge fan. And I, I really wanted to be a fan when I saw, I think, uh, some. I saw a German person playing. I think it was, uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's Michael Rubner or something like that. I, there's a B in there that I don't think is an actual B. It's one of those names. Uh, and I and he was just enjoying
0: stuff. it so thoroughly <laughs> that you were like, I he, hope I love this game
1: as much as this man well, does. <laughs> It the way he showed it, it worked really nicely, and it worked really well, and it flowed, and he was playing a three-person game on his own, so he kind of had his own <laughs> way of and it. I I really enjoyed it, and I liked the idea of, okay, I've seen multi-use cards before, but I liked this idea of production chains and getting things to, oh, that's going to run off that, and this is going to run off this, and, ooh, I just multiplied the value of these. This is awesome. But whenever I play, I feel like that almost never happens to me because sure. either I'm not getting the right buildings to build out. There are times where I'm like, Ooh, if I could just get a building that, that could t- use this coal that I have, I got tons of coal. then right. That would be awesome. Or, but it never happens. I either can find the building, but I can't afford it at the time. Or, you know, I have to make that tough choice of, do I want to build this as a building or do I save this and use it as a resource? Cause I am dying for resources here. And like, or, Maybe I'm looking for a particular building and I just never come along it. There's sometimes I'm just like, I just need something that makes brick. If I could make brick, I'd be doing awesome. I never see that brick building. And so I feel like a lot of the times when I'm playing, I I feel like <laughs> I just am just so unlucky that I just don't get it. Or I get so close and I'm like, if I can just get one more, more wool to show up, I can actually do this. But in those moments, that wool never shows up or like I can get the chain to run but I have nothing in my hand to add to it so that the one time I can get the chain to run I can't actually get it to run because oh i don't have the the wheat in my hand or i don't have any extra coal because i used it to build that building that i needed it's so frustrating to me whereas my wife when she's playing it she's like oh yeah it ran again i'm like i hate you so much (laughs) oh it's so frustrating and i've tried to really love this game but I can't because it's it's a lot of luck of the draw. A lot of okay. Do I think I'm gonna get it? Should I run it sloppily? But if I if I run it sloppily, I'm not gonna be able to do this. So I have to risk it, and I have to run efficiently, and hope for the best. And dang it, I missed it again. And it's just like it. Ugh, it just infuriates me because I it, it feels like it needs like a boost of something to say. Oh, if you're looking for this, you can do this thing, and you can kind of swap it out. And I liked the the rule changes. It definitely made it a better game. It was a a brutal game before, but. It just doesn't work. And part of that, I I know, is the way we're playing. Because as you mentioned, uh, it depends on how you're If you're playing to, I'm going to build something every turn, this is going to be a quick game. Because, yeah. you know, it's easy to build buildings if you have the money. But if you're going for, I'm just going to build every time and get those points from those buildings, you aren't going to be doing production chains. You don't have time to get a chain right. going. And it – yeah, and that's the way we're kind of both playing. Liz right. Liz can somehow always build something and get the production chains going. <laughs> I can only build things and never get a production chain going, which frustrates me. And that's the one thing I was like going, God, if they could just do something to force players not to build like crazy, then right. I might enjoy this. If I can take my time and go, ooh, I want to see if I can get this building to run, I would – I would so much more enjoy this game, and that's yeah. that's that's my trial. How how like when you're playing, do you feel there's like this this looming? Oh, I've got to build, I've got to build aspect to it
0: when you're playing. Yeah, I feel like it kind of pushes you that direction. Um, just because the the end of the game is after like you said eight play eight buildings, then you do a final round, um, and so it feels like you're in, or at least you need to keep up with someone who's building ahead of you. Or if you want to kind of go out and get out in front, you need to keep building um pretty regularly so yeah i would agree that the the chaining the possibility of chaining buildings production to each other like having the coal to to throw out to whatever other building you can chain um a good production while throwing more coal in there that i i never really like i can see how that's frustrating because i feel like the luck of the cards coming out don't necessarily lent you can easily not have those options available to you i did like the chaining of pulling from your hand where you've got you know if you have a a building that uh, uses wheat or something like that to produce and then you are able to produce there and then for every additional wheat you throw from your hand you can produce more goods on top of that that I felt satisfies chaining for me at least because then it's more managing from my hand versus trying to get the buildings to produce the way I want them. And that just sounds like a nightmare (laughs) to try to play it that way. (laughs) So I get why it's really frustrating. So I would say primarily this is something of a get the buildings out as quickly as you can phase and chaining, at least the way we're playing it is sort of secondary. If it pops up, Um, it's more from playing from our hands to do the chaining versus trying to get the building Flowing from one to the other Um, right so yeah I guess we're playing it more that way
1: The and the other thing that kind of irritates me is like there are these buildings that are like huge buildings that do these amazing things like for example there's a, a tailor shop but in order for the chain to run you need to have fabric. And coal to get it to run, which means you have to have built a building that does fabric, have goods on it, and still have goods on your initial char burner, then that chain will run and you can make a shirt from that. And I'm just like – When do I have the time to do this? And this isn't like the most insane one either. There's ones where it's just like, oh, you can make windows if you have glass and this other thing. And then the (laughs) other, like, it's like these amazing chains of like, all right, first you make, you know, coal, and that coal can then turn into, you know, uh, you know, Grain and that grain can be bread and that bread can be foodstuffs and it's just like when I'm I'm never you're looking at these buildings going that would be awesome but you don't have time to do that you don't <laughs> you don't have th- that much luck to get all of those things to fall right into place and if you are I'm sure you'd be going through that whole game going this is awesome but it doesn't happen and it's just a little bit depressing going oh man wouldn't that be cool and then going it but it's it's not. It's not reality, essentially. It's, right. It's you're 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 rubbing a, a lamp, and the genie is just not coming out, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like those are just more like distant potential goals. Like I, I, Shelley got one of those buildings out the last game we played, but once again, nowhere near to getting the chain system going. I mean, the building can still produce by itself if you have the goods, of course. So it's not like those buildings are wasted. Uh, just to clarify that, if you haven't played this before. Um, but you're right. The the chain possibility of chaining events to really make that your production engine to victory uh, is difficult to to do. But I don't know. I I approach this game more of like trying to purchase or build the right buildings for the cost. Uh, the cost like doing a cost benefit analysis. of the Building like I was saying before, the buildings have a lot of. Uh, different, like, and build the same building for a different cost, and the only difference in the cost is usually the higher cost buildings make it easier to produce there, um, or they have this different resources that you would want to make it easier to produce there. And so that's where I see the heart of the game is not necessarily the chaining. In fact, I until you brought it up, I never even really thought of it as like a main goal <laughs> is to try to chain consistently um, out of your hand. So I really see this as more of a I'm building a village and a production. Uh, a town or town with production houses in it, and I'm just trying to make them cost as efficiently as or possible, or as low as possible, to make the make it easier to produce at them based on what the market is giving me. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I, I uh, yeah, I, I could see that it's frustrating if you're trying to finagle that, and if the guy was saying saying, and this is how it works, and isn't it amazing and easy? <laughs> that would be infuriating because I, I agree with you. It's really, really hard to get the right buildings out that um they themselves will contribute like to the chain I, I versus that. just you can play off your hand to build the chain because there's a some like the tailor shop you need uh the only way to chain uh the tailor shop i don't know if it's all of them but at least the one that i'm thinking of is you need coal and cloth uh to make a shirt and all those two resources only come from buildings. You can't bring that out from your hand. Uh, same with the cooperage. You need planks, and that only comes yeah. from a building. So maybe I just wasn't running into those as much in our gameplays. Like, I felt I, had, I just didn't build those buildings. I used them for the resources because I just felt they were too hard. And so... Um, but that is a good point. I mean, it is in there for a reason for you to use it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's in there. If they put it in there, they want you to use it. It's... Uh, I mean there are plenty of games where they, they they put things in there and I'm like ooh maybe I'll try that and I just don't and that's that's on me because I didn't try like there's I've played Caverna a number of times and I tend to flow into my own type of strategy where I'm like ooh like I'll look and I'll go ooh do I want to build this building ooh maybe I should try building this building and see if that strategy works and I'm like I I think the last time I did it I I did that I built a building and I barely used it that's because I just couldn't get it to work but it, it, I, that just didn't work that one time, right? Whereas with this game, they put these things in there, and I'm never getting them to work. And I know I never <laughs> will because it's such such a reach. It's there. Are, I'd say more than fifty percent of these cards that are buildings, you are never going to get running because they just they're too far out there, and you're building these other buildings as, as safety nets. There's because all of the gray buildings, they don't actually produce anything they just give you extra resources so that you have better chances to produce things so for example one of them might be like you just always have one extra wool to to use which is lovely to have if you are banking on having wool a lot you know it's nice to have that that safety net or there are ones that give you extra cards in your hands and i'm not sure if how the rules work, because they've changed how it works. They they nerfed it sometimes, and sometimes they didn't. I, the, the rules that I looked up where they changed it, I think said you always get three, but if you have more than five cards, you still yeah. only get... I can't remember. It, it, it's frustrating that they had to change the rules so many times as well, uh, that, I, that I'm that i to the point where I'm like, I don't know what the rules are <laughs> right, anymore. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I see that. I feel like um, the best way to treat those cards is just like is use them as a resource unless you it works perfectly with what you've already got going like not try to kill yourself breaking your back to get the uh the tailor shop going if you have no cloth production uh, but but there are a bunch of them there so you do it is a consideration for sure like there's a tool maker and there's several tailor shops of course and uh am trying to think of other ones that have it the brick manufacturer only needs coal charcoal but anyway um so yeah i, I it is definitely trying to find a strategy within that but if you're only getting those cards popping up then you're getting a lot of resources i guess so you could build a, an empire out of simple buildings but you're right it does seem like they're trying to encourage you to do that um so i don't know i guess i haven't played it enough to be to run into those issues uh, that the frustrating issues the last games we played it felt like i was still able to build my buildings i just sort of ignored the really complicated ones Um, I thought maybe they would come closer towards end game. And so, uh, and and I, I enjoy it that way, but anyway, so, all right, let's jump right into, uh, whether or not you want to take this out and try this game and <laughs> see which side you fall on, on your feelings about this game. Because I, I did enjoy it. I, I felt it was simple. I think you can approach it as a simple game. Um, there are deeper strategy options in there, but you can ignore them and try to play a game without them. So just, uh, just to clarify that. But anyway, taking it out, if you do want to take it out, let's get into that a bit. Um, this game is pretty good for taking out, it's in just a stack of cards, That's the, a the main draw deck that is dual purpose, uh, or triple purpose I guess. The back side of the draw deck is are your goods or your currency, that's a little confusing because they refer to them as goods and also gold, they're interchangeable, each good is worth uh, a certain amount of gold depending on where it was produced, and so anyway that's a little confusing, but they're all the same symbol on the back, it was just, just a crate. Then on the front side, of course, there are your buildings and resources that pop up, and if you learn how to play the game, that'll all become clear. Oh my god, it is a crate! I always
1: thought it was a barrel for some
0: reason. <laughs> it looked, honestly, I uh, it I saw it was a crate at first, but then I was looking at like pictures of the game later and, and going over rules stuff, and in the pictures, it from the vantage point there, it totally looks like a barrel. So I think it's just the, the way you first look at the card, whatever vantage point it is, it really could go either way, because it's like an optical <laughs> illusion. Um, but it but anyway, so you've got yeah. all right, so you've got the big big pile, big deck right there, which is gonna be your main draw deck, and that's gonna be uh, gonna be your market. Um, uh, in the middle of the table, you're gonna have draw from that to play out two phases of the market. So you're gonna have a little tableau that's gonna grow each round in the middle. So you need a space for that. Then, in front of you, you're gonna have a growing tableau of buildings you have built and goods that are stacking up on those buildings, and your worker that's gonna be placed under, one of those buildings and if you get an assistant they're also going to go under one of the buildings as well so you do have a somewhat i wouldn't say huge but it's not small personal play area throughout the game Definitely it's going to grow small. it's like you know at least eight cards side by side and those cards are going to be not tight next to each other because you're going to need them a little bit f- spaced away from each other so your worker can be clear on where they are and your goods you can arrange them same orientation of the cards so those don't really have to be splayed out but but anyway that's growing tableau is going to be in front of you so it's not really small enough where you can put like a plate directly in front of you and have this to the side this has to be kind of like right in front of you or maybe i guess if you have a plate in front of your plate but it's going to take up you know i'd say at least a foot in uh width um over the course of the game you either need a large table or you oh god or you're gonna have to wait until after you eat, basically. If if you're eating, yeah yeah on eating. enough <laughs> yeah you'll need enough room to play or like you said without the plates. <laughs> um, but then that also is gonna come up for player count. I was actually looking at the board game Geek page here, and they this plays two to four, but they recommend mm-hmm. two. The be, the recommend the ideal play count is two. They say I've only played it with two, and I really enjoyed it. I could see how three and four. You start feeling that sense of needing to build 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 to catch up to the others because there yeah. there's just you know you're not getting the ch- it's harder to probably to get the chains building specifically the ones we're talking about the building to, to building chains going and the den becomes more of a race to get everything built game that's not necessarily a bad thing but yeah it i probably feel... goes that way with higher player counts <laughs> I feel with more players, you're just
1: there's more chances of someone just having right. good enough luck that it's like, oh, they're the ones that had fortune fall on them, so now they are just running away with it, and it's just like oh god i mean i've I don't think I've ever played with more than two people i mainly because I'm just like i don't I don't want to have to teach someone else right <laughs> now like that's uh, it's a it's a pretty easy game to learn, but there's just something about it that's like, no, this is a good now. And this good is worth two, but, but on this building, it's worth three. And no, you, you have to wait till this turn to do that. And you can use things from your hand, but you can't add things that are put up. There's a lot of just like little intricate, tiny things that I can definitely see people going, wait, I didn't understand. There are definitely times where my wife who loves this game and has played it a number of times. I do stuff and she's like, no, you're what, where did that come from? I'm like, I'm, trust me I'm doing this right this is how it works this is coming from this building this is going here and she's like but you don't have a worker at that building I'm like I don't need a worker at that building to and it's just she hadn't played in a while and it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't understand how can it how can I take goods from another building if I don't have a worker at that building how am I producing it's just like uh, and so I'm like I don't I, I don't want to play with any other people other than my wife I yeah. think
0: yeah yeah um I I agree. I feel like I would probably just kind of want to play this with two. I, I'd be up for playing it um, with uh, more, but I sort of feel like I, uh, um, I prefer to play it with a two-player game. I think it works really well with a two-player game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It it's I think it's just a bit easier to pay attention. You don't need to pay too much attention to what the other players are doing, but it definitely helps to know, okay, this is what... What they've got going. These are the resources they're looking for. All right. I, you know, I. I need to know how much I can run with it. Are they going to steal an assistant from me? They look like they're going this way. And that's about the only thing you really need to pay attention is like what assistants are they going for? And sometimes can really hurt if they, they beat you to that assistant that you were dying to get, especially if it's like, oh, I can beat them to it. But I, I'm like one coin short from purchasing the assistant. That's the worst, uh, which has happened to me a number of it seems to happen to me every time. actually. Yeah. <laughs> But
0: uh, yeah, I, I definitely, even though I haven't played it as three player, I would stick with yeah. two. Yeah. So I think that's that's a good one. So, all right, so there we go. I mean, just clarifying that two player. But that being said, that kind of lessens the table space that you potentially need. So I feel like you could easily take this out with a couple people yeah. and have a quick little fun, um, you know, medieval building game. That uh, is, I don't know. It it says thirty minutes. I think that's. Con- Yeah, that's not quite true. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you could do it, I guess, if you're really good at this game, but it's going to be more of a 45 minute to an hour game uh, for sure, especially for me and my wife lately when as we're learning to play this game, it took a little longer to figure out exactly what you're doing. But I also, I have to say, I also did like that sense where you can kind of, like you're saying, uh, take your time to sort of mosey on through and try to get, these building uh, chains to work as opposed to just trying to race through to build the buildings. You can race through. It's a viable strategy, but um, but that hand-limiting mechanism I talked at the beginning with their only getting two cards each round, that does come into play, and I feel like that does sort of limit you from just sprinting to eight buildings. So anyway, I, I really like the pace of the game, at least the games that I played, uh, but I like I said, I haven't played it enough maybe to run into some of the frustrations that you're having uh but anyway i think the pace of the game lends it pretty well to taking out as well and having playing it over a few drinks it's not super short so i kind of like the length as opposed to some other games we reviewed where it's it's over pretty quickly and it's sort of a short intense play and that's great but this is a nice game for if you're looking for a little bit more meaty strategy in a fairly light game that doesn't take i don't know i probably can't take an hour but right around there it's not gonna take like an hour and a half or two hours or something like that i don't think so uh, anyway, so yeah. that's a plus, and it's column for taking out. I think uh, obviously it's light enough where you can talk. It's light enough where you can, uh, you know, feel like you're not overwhelmed by tons and tons of decisions. Um, and it's uh, it, the vibe of it is is good. It just feels like a relaxed uh, strategy game to play over a few beers for me. That's just where this game sort of falls, uh, in my mind, uh, or in my. In our- <laughs> I never. I don't think I've ever felt <laughs> this relaxed. Game, I don't know, this game stresses Playing. you out. My God.
1: I'm always just like, oh, man, it, it's going to be another lean year, man.
0: We're uh, German uh, village. We're all going to die this year, everyone. We can't <laughs> find the wool. As,
1: as I'm looking over at the neighboring village going,
0: God, I hate them. <laughs> they're all happily working in their village shops every day. <laughs> Sure, they get the clay like they
1: need bitches. when I need wool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. I wonder if there, there could be a way to incorporate some sort of trading mechanisms in the mechanism in this game. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, that is table site space. It's pretty good. I would say it works really well. There, like there is the one limitation of, like Alex was saying, you're not maybe not a bad idea to like eat first and then play this afterwards. Um, it's a little difficult to play around your plate just with your growing tableau and this one there's there's just a little bit too much going on i think to make it super easy to do that uh okay well let's see i think we can answer the next one very easily would your mom like this game hell no she would not (laughs) like this game (laughs) she would immediately (laughs) not want to stop playing this game and be mad at you for even trying to make her play this game i would imagine it's just too much going on too much convoluted interactivity (laughs) And uh not enough Yaha moments. <laughs> yeah, definitely right. for me there's <laughs> yeah. never this many. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh anyway, uh uh yeah, so let's see, what else can we say about this game? Uh pros and cons. We've kinda gone over, I guess, pros and cons and, and what would drive you away from this game would bring you in for me i think the best thing that brings you in if the art design's is really colorful and nice the cards are very i think clear once you understand what's going on i think they're very well designed they're very clear what's going on i taught this game to my wife uh pretty quickly and although as we played she had some rules that needed to be clarified i think it's fairly easy to teach and and get at least in the version i have so i'm not sure of the older versions um so i feel like it's it's a <laughs> it's a well-designed game in its presentation, for sure, for teaching and understanding how to play, um, and I think, uh, at least for me, at least I really enjoyed the game, and I, I'd like to play this more to get deeper into it and to understand more how the structures work. Um, but I definitely can understand what Alex was saying about the frustration of the cards, of the luck of the cards coming up enough because that hand limiting that that. Uh, yeah that limiting factor I was talking about before about only getting two cards in your hand each round that adds that's good for a balancing system but it adds to the frustration of not getting the cards that you want you never draw up to a certain hand count you always only get two you only get two and the only way to offset what's in your hand is to throw it entirely away and hope you get a better turn on a new hand and so that can be a frustrating factor if uh, you're not getting what you need or what you want I guess and uh, and so that if you if if luck really bugs you there's enough of it here that you'll you'll notice it for sure yeah you would definitely uh, notice so that's it. The, i think that's a big caveat or the big uh restriction here or you know warning <laughs> flag here if you're of whether or not you might like this game there's definitely luck and luck plays a part in this for sure and it's a it's a reasonable part uh, but i also feel like there's enough strategy there to offset it so it's not all luck so you know take that as you will balance that in your mind and if you want to consider checking it out true uh, can you think of anything else pros and cons i think we covered most of it i i can think of other
1: things that not pros and cons i do need to mention oh there are expansions for this game uh, yeah there are two expansions there there uh there's longs Long, I was yeah Longsdale in Revolt. I was want to say Longview in Re- in revolt. Longsdale in revolt, and then a, another one that is Escape to Canyon Brook. Uh, uh, these two particular expansions, uh, they they basically turn the game into a story game. Um, uh, I only have Longsdale in revolt. I've played it a few times, and I'm gonna be honest. I love the expansion. Oh my god! It literally fixes basically everything i hate about the original game uh what it does is you have different chap- there, i think in longsdale and revolt there's five different chapters you can play them in order if you want to or you can just be like oh i'm just gonna play chapter three whatever um uh there it adds a bunch of extra cards uh, different ways that goods come out and it essentially restricts the game so that it doesn't end when a number of buildings are done it ends after a certain number of rounds it's nine rounds that's it and it gives you a goal it goes all right at the end of this round or at least the the two chapters i've played so far it goes all right at the end of this round you are you have to pay this much money in these particular types of goods like you need to pay in any types of foodstuffs That you can, as long as it's edible, uh, you can pay 15 gold of that that type. If you don't, you lose seven points. You don't have to do that, but it gives you a goal. It gives you something to go, I want to make these chains work. I don't care about building a bunch of buildings. I care about getting this production chain to work, which is what I wanted in the game in the first place. Something to go, can you get the chain to work? And that is... Exactly what the expansion does. It also is a little bit more forgiving in a number of places. So if you really hated the luck aspect of it, <laughs> which I do, it has so many things that go, you know what? Don't worry about luck. We'll give you what you need. Uh each chapter it goes, all right, at some point in time it'll be like, put these particular buildings out in the marketplace, just like the assistants, you can buy them at any time. If you don't want to build the building that you put down, you can just buy, build the building that's out there for anyone to build. It's there. You don't have to have the luck of the draw. Put it in your hand. It's just there. So if you're going, mm, man, I'm having trouble getting foodstuffs. No, there is a thing out there to buy. <laughs> you don't have to be lucky. It's just there. You have to be lucky enough to have the money for yeah. it, which isn't that's that easy. lucky. So it's like, okay, I have a way of going, oh, this is what I need. It's right there if i can just I, I there's so many of them too so it's not like i'm trying to beat them out the only thing you're trying to beat out is maybe you're trying to get a particular color so that you can get a particular assistant but other than that you still have an option there for you to do that and that's for everything the whatever the goal is there's always something out there for you to buy it because it's like well if we're making this the goal we don't want to have to you just get lucky and have all the good stuff. No, everyone has a chance to do what they need to do. It's there for you. And there's definitely events that come out in this deck. There's an event card that is flipped every round at the beginning. And you you would think that there's going to be bad stuff and good stuff. It's mostly good stuff in this event. There's events where it's, Oh, you flip cards until you have three half sons or, Oh, uh, whoever has the fewest amount of this gets additional cards to add to their hand. Or, you know, whoever has this compared to that gets this, but the other player gets this. And it's, it's very forgiving. There's definitely times where you're going, Oh, that's, there were definitely rounds where I was going, that's exactly what I needed to have all this happen. There was rounds where it's just like, Everybody add a bunch of coal to your char burner. And I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> what I needed to happen. Now I can get this chain to run to get this chain to run. And I was enjoying myself playing this game. And I I absolutely that's love cool. this game. I want to play it more and more. So if if you have like own oh my goods and we're like, oh, God, it wasn't what i looking for or you you got rid of it or you played it once <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Definitely look into the expansions because they make it the game I wanted oh, nice. the game to be, and it's it's I, I love it. Yeah, I that's cool. Really I'm re-
0: I, that sounds amazing. Actually, I was um, looking at some of the text of the cards as you were talking, and uh, yeah, that totally changes the game. It really makes because one thing of like like a lot of your games is they can be skinned in any way. <laughs> this could be any sort of production game or city building type of game. Um, But this makes that story really alive and, and meaningful. And and so that's really cool. I would really like to try that actually. That sounds like it makes it a bigger, much bigger game too. (laughs) Yeah, the the second expansion, uh, Escape to
1: Canyon Brook, I believe, is just a continuation of the story. But again, you don't have to. They actually do suggest there's a a variant where you can just throw it all in type of a thing and be like, you know, whatever. You can just add the extra buildings if you need to. and I, I don't think I'll ever do that. I like the idea of here's the one thing I'm doing. Once I get through and I'm sick of playing chapters 1 through 5 over and over again, I'll probably get the expansion. Um, the I will say the one annoying thing, and it's just... Th- the the rules of the road is whenever you do something where it's very scripted type story these cards are numbered so there's definitely times where it's like oh pick out this right. card and add it to this and so you're like okay <laughs> hold on i need to Forget organize it and it, there's a lot of cards so it's just like i need all the card 51s and all the all right where'd 53 go wait to and occasionally you're like wait do i once the game is done do i add this to the deck it looked like it said to add this one does that mean i add it was that a typo i'm not really sure. <laughs> it feels like it's a typo but I mean, it's I, I think it's I don't care I think it's definitely worth it to make this game exactly what I wanted it to be. Cool. Um, yeah. The other thing I should mention is there is a board game version oh, of okay. this uh, called Expedition to Newdale. I think it it came out just last year, so I don't know. I know very little about it. It takes some of the mechanisms of okay, you have these resources to run this thing, but you have it's a worker placement game as well. So I. I'm interested in it, but I think I'm too interested in playing the card game version right now to go, yeah, I wanna go jump on that. I think maybe if somewhere in the future I'm so sick of all of the expansions I've played, maybe I'll get to it. But I don't know. If if you're looking for more of a worker placement version of this, then look play it, play it sometime. (laughs) But I can't recommend it because I've never played it. Yeah, well there
0: you go. There's a lot of options to get into the oh my goods universe. Oh, my. Uh, There's also another adjacent game called Tybor the Builder, which is in the same universe. Know nothing about it. um, (laughs) But, you know, if you really like the world that it creates, there you go. You can play Tybor. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I I definitely will want to see if I can find the uh, expansion. That sounds really cool. Uh, Another thing, too. uh, Oh, my gods and the expansions are relatively inexpensive. I have... I've seen it at my game store. I can't remember what it is—the game store—but online, I can you can find it for like twelve and a half bucks for the base game. The expansions range from the first one. I see it for 13 thirteen and a half bucks, um, and okay, yeah, and then the bucks. other ones I see I can see for like around closer to twenty. But uh, that's. I think I think I could have gotten okay, the other nice. one for
1: fifteen. Yeah, so you it's, can find it's uh, yeah twenties yeah, new. Yeah. So
0: I'm sure you could find like uh, better deals than that at uh, other sellers too. So anyway, yeah, a reasonable price for a, a game that, especially with that expansion, the way you're describing it, sounds like it really adds a ton of depth and strategy options to this game so i would be really interested in this because i really like the base game or i like the base game once again i want to play it more to see if i really like it <laughs> but i like it enough to play it some more <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah good more good idea so potentially some more options out there for you people who are interested in checking it out all right everybody well i think we've waxed and waned enough on oh my goods and uh, I left you with enough to think about uh, it's definitely uh two two sides of a coin here alex not quite into the base, but with the expansions, that brought it home. For me, I like the base um, enough to play more, but I really do want to consider these expansions as well, so I'm excited to try them. But there you go. You guys can take it from here. All right. It is time for a quick catchphrase. <laughs> see if see. Oh, right, I got to bring it up. This is more of just a statement. It's like something you'd say. <laughs> it's just a declarative. All right. <laughs> so imagine... All right, just, uh, I don't know. You can imagine whatever you want. Right, here we go. G- <laughs> <laughs> Games they tickle your brain. Bah. <laughs> Wait, is, no, is the off ah part rough? of it? Could be. Was it was it good? Did it add to it? Then yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a lazy one. I feel like, but I got one in, and that's all that counts. And. Uh,
1: the, the only thing that irritates me is last week it was games. They make introverts extroverts. So you're now you're just starting everything off with games.
0: Uh, maybe that's just my intonation. Game you could say take out the explanation <laughs> point. Games tickle your brains. <laughs> I like lo- <laughs>
1: Games tickle your brain.
0: <laughs> no, you gotta make brains plural so it's it's rhymes and it makes less sense, but it rhymes. <laughs> games tickle your brains. That doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> but games and brains don't rhyme. They're, it's a slant rhyme. Yeah, it's, it's more passed. of a uh, creative rapper rhyming. Just sort of, with the right intonation, any word rhymes. <laughs> All right. Well, I did my <sighs> best, guys. Yes. So you're going to have to take it or leave it. But thank you guys for listening. You can, of course, get a hold of us if you'd like to reach out a couple ways. You can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, Eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Pat chat page fill out our comment form and we'd love to hear from you uh but until then we will catch you guys on the next episode bye